Welcome to So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan, and I'm joined by Johnny and Carl, and we're getting fucking right into it, because I, I I don't have anything left, boys, so just tell me how you're doing, and we'll move on from there. Yep, you're doing it. You're doing it. We're here, we're all current, and we're all present. Yeah, this uh, it was a slog. This one, it real, it really was. Um, before before we do start, I want to point out that Kim Basinger won an Academy Award, a Golden Globe, a Screen Actors Guild Award, and is Oscar nominated. As did Michael Keaton. Nicholas, um, Jack Nicholson, sorry, has the joint most wins in the Oscars for any male performer, tied with Daniel Day Lewis and Walter Brennan, and he is in this film that's all i'm saying about that and i didn't come that prepared let's just crack on plot off. let's go <laughs> well the film we watched is batman 1989 starring all those people that johnny just mentioned uh, i hope none of those awards were won for this movie but uh let's bury the lead a little bit and jump right into that plot synop mm. here we bloody go Having witnessed his parents' brutal murder as a child, millionaire philanthropist Bruce Wayne fights crime in Gotham City disguised as Batman, a costumed hero who strikes fear into the hearts of villains. But when a deformed madman who calls himself the Joker seizes control of Gotham's criminal underworld, Batman must face his most ruthless nemesis ever while protecting both his identity and his love interest reporter vicky vale two paragraphs there a startling little amount of punctuation <laughs> <laughs> on paper sounds like a good batman film sounds like the subsequent batman films <laughs> so batman underwent an inflation change then because he's a world famous billionaire now so mm. were billionaires that ridiculous back in 1989 oh yeah 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 also, it says that his father was a doctor in this film. So his money is from his father being a doctor, unless it's family money. But the house that he's got in this is... So he is in the comics as well, and in the other Batman films, he's Dr. Thomas Wayne. But I think he must have money outside of that, because his dad also sets up stuff in the city and like invests in a load of shit. Right. But when he dies, it all goes to shit, and that's why people blame him. But this film does not have any of that law. Is philanthropist a job? No, it is. Can you when... be a millionaire philanthropist? Like, I'm not, not make, sure I'm making all is. my money giving money away. Yeah, it's just someone who does charity work and stuff, right? Yeah, you can only be that if all your money was given to you. You've never had to have a job, and then you have the time yeah. to be a philanthropist. When you're Definitely. a philanthropist and a millionaire, and your city's that fucked, you are cooking the books in some way. You are probably spending all the money on Batman suits and Batman cars. Or... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh God, I would I just um, move away. I just wouldn't live in Gotham if I had all that money. Why would you? I don't know why anyone lives in Gotham, and specifically <laughs> this this Gotham, which is the worst one. It, it's a hellscape. We're about to get into it because the opening shot is of Gotham, yeah. and it's truly horrific. So, shall we do it? Shall we dive on in? Let's get it. Oh fuck! Okay, the movie opens with a maddening two minutes thirty of opening credits which is about right for the time, mm. to be fair. Absolutely obscene stuff. 
We then have a wide shot of Gotham City, and Tim Burton directed this, so you can imagine what this, as yeah. Johnny just said, hellscape looks like. Uh, we're taken down to the ground. Everyone is dirty and grimy <laughs> and gross. Nobody has a home. There's millions of buildings. Everybody's living on the street. They're all wearing shades of fucking brown and grey. It's horrible. Mm. A family, a man, woman, and her son is trying to get into a taxi, and fucking almost immediately, they are mugged. They're mugged by some classic Gotham criminal types. Uh, uh, and like soon after, like we zoom to the top of a building and we see, I don't know if you boys caught this, just the most awfully animated Batman yeah. turn around and go into the building. I don't know why they couldn't afford to have Michael Keaton top down, <laughs> just, just turn around, literally <laughs> turn around. Not even him. It could be someone else who looks vaguely like him. Pop someone in the Batman yeah. suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, no, you could have just turned the camera around on top of the Batman suit. You don't even need a person in there. But no, they animated it. It's super weird. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he's seen the crime going on. He's about to go sort it out, probably. But no, not really, because those goons do get the money. And the family is scared. They do get away when Batman shows up. He kicks them about a bit. But he does not punish them. He lets them go and says, tell your mates about me. Tell mm. people who I am. You can go. Don't worry about giving me that wallet or returning it to the family. Just as long <laughs> as you tell your mates about me, we're all good. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> convinced that he cared at all about that family no. or about that mugging. I think he would have been there anyway. And he's just there to beat up poor people. Yeah, he, he doesn't return the money. Case. He doesn't hand them into the police. He's just—it's like that. Um, what was it called back in there? Bum fights. That's all he's doing. He's yeah. just going around. Oh my god, bum fight! That's to... essentially what it was. It was just a man beating up some vagrants. A man wearing <laughs> bulletproof armor beating up <laughs> a pair of crackheads on a roof. The, the dice were loaded in that fight. Let's be honest. <laughs> and this isn't this isn't solving crime. These aren't the big mob bosses. He isn't achieving anything no. by battering a couple of crackheads in an alleyway. <laughs> this is just to get his kicks. If we're honest, there's a funny bit when before he he beats them up, he, you see him slowly descend, clearly on a wire. It's meant to be like using his oh, his yes. cape as like a parachute, <laughs> yeah. but he descends impossibly slowly. <laughs> <laughs> and just lands, almost taking off his harness. And then, <laughs> his cape barely moving behind him, yeah. let alone being the thing that's gliding him down. Yeah, there's no like, there's no like uh, inflation of his cape at all. He's just slowly moving down no, like a kite. Gravity is in full effect on yeah. that cape. <laughs> yeah, truly awful stuff. And this is a bit early for a tangent, but let's do a real quick one. Did you see where the guy who made bum fights went on Dr. Phil, and because he knew he was going to get razzed, he shaved his head and put on Dr. Phil's suit and grew yeah. a moustache to look exactly like Motherfucker's him. Motherfucker's a legend. a power it's, move. It's a great point to make. That he's, I'm exploiting poor people just like you're exploiting poor yeah. people. Yeah, I think he brings that up as well, doesn't he? He says that exact thing. Like, I mean, Dr. Phil was a... He's the Jeremy Carl of the state. And, well, Jeremy Carl's been shut down, so <laughs> that says what you need to know. Because <laughs> one too many people committed suicide. Yeah. Yeah. There is a cap. Yeah. It, it is not one. No, no it I isn't. I don't think it's even ten. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's 
it's double figures somewhere, but it's uh, it's well out of that range. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> here might be a good point to say that um, the the scenes in this, like as as you come into the city, all of that um, because it wasn't they obviously didn't build it, but it was a construction like a model construction. My boss's mum was part of the team that built that. That's awesome. Which it won an Oscar for. If I could f- possibly find a positive in this movie, it would be that. But there is so much that overshadows it, which we're going to get into. That I, you... I said that to him today. I was like... <laughs> sorry, boss. It was a sorry, a sorry, Nick. It was a shit film, but your mum did a good job on the bit that she did. <laughs> but also, I barely noticed what a good job she did <laughs> yeah, because it was so shit. <laughs> Uh, no, we all enjoyed this movie. You'll find it out at the end what we thought. Uh, yeah, so we let them go and they fuck off. We then cut to our antagonist for the movie, who is Jack Napier. He's a criminal who's working in the shadows. This scene is just a setup that he's a bad guy and also he's real mean to his girlfriend. Nothing much else. Mm. We're also introduced to uh, this guy called Knox. He's a journalist at whatever the fucking Gotham version of the Daily Planet is. Uh, he's interviewing a, a policeman who's refusing to admit that Batman exists, but everybody knows he does because they've all seen a man dressed as a fucking bat, but everybody refusing to say so. I don't think but- anyone does know Batman exists. It happens a little earlier on, but the shock by everyone when he finally appears, even mm-hmm. among the police, I'm not sure anyone has clicked that this guy is real yet. Because might be early on in his he career. hasn't been fighting worthwhile criminals. He's been... <laughs> Beating up crackheads in alleyways, and then go. I was attacked by a giant bat, and all the police go, "Yeah, of course yeah, you were, sure. mate." Yeah. Okay, I have two arguments for this. Firstly, it can't be his early days because that plot synopsis, even though the film writers didn't write that, some guy did. Said this is his biggest enemy yet. Although I suppose if you're in your early days, yeah. anyone can be your biggest enemy yet. <laughs> anyone okay. above Big Al in the alley behind Crack- crackhead up seven. to Joker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so I'll drop that. Secondly. Uh, I know that you can believe in someone without knowing they exist because in Newport we had our very own vigilante. <laughs> he oh, was God. called the Ringland Ninja. And he oh, was a man who went round with a samurai sword and just Whoa. sliced at people who looked like they were doing wrong. And he was mostly spot on. Really? And he was kind of revered this was like at a time in my childhood in newport where it was really bad here there was a lot of crime a lot of drug crime a lot of violent crime and ringland is a really bad area for it and he kind of cleared it up bro legend legend That's i'm not, I'm not cool, sure mate. i'm not sure our batman in this movie is much better than that sort of vigilante I would argue worse. Yes, because this guy didn't dress as a ninja. It was only the samurai sword which gave him that name. He was just dressed as a normal dude. Wearing some armour and carrying a sword, I would imagine. If you have a sword, you don't need armour. Yeah, true, true. (laughs) Oh, anyway, I've been dying to share that story for so long. (laughs) Um, We're also... There's so many characters who are introduced here. So there's also a cop called um, Ard... Arkhart, Art, who cares? This is a cop. He's taking taking money from Jack Napier. We're just supposed to see here that everybody's corrupt. This is Gotham. You know everybody's corrupt. The mayor is there also. Harvey Dent, 
they're not important. This is all setting up that there is a festival that's going to be happening in the movie that's a celebration of Gotham's birthday much later on. We will not mention this for a very long time. Just keep it in your mind because it is basically the end of the movie. The number of potential story arcs and storylines that are set up at the start with all these different characters yeah. that come to nothing at all is insane. Fuck we have all. Harvey Dent. Will he nothing. become Two-Face in this? No, he'll just give a couple Barely of even speeches. Yeah. We get a journalist called Knox who never breaks a story in any way. He goes around, asks questions, but is never relevant to the plot. He never uncovers anything. Vicky Vale, photographer, another journalist. We think she 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 says she's shown up to um, investigate the bat, and then just gets obsessed with a billionaire. Yeah, and then we have a, we have a corrupt cop who just gets Murdered killed reason. off in like five even, minutes. Even Commissioner Gordon, who's like a staple of the comics, so is, important in the yeah, comics, is and every other movie completely ignored. Hmm. <laughs> and he's already commissioner by this point as well. Yeah. And him and Batman. Do not know each other <laughs> at all. They, they could have given a few of these well-known named characters just other names and had them be less important. Yeah. Yes, they would have exactly. had to pay for the rights. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> well, yeah, like you said, we're also introduced here to Vicky Vale, who's a new... She's just moved to the city. She's also working for this... Let's just call it the Daily Planet. That's going to annoy people, but I don't know the newspaper name. The, the Gotham, Gotham Globes. Globes. The Gotham Globes. That's not... Fuck it! The Gotham Globe! Uh, <laughs> she's just started working there, and Knox is hitting on her. She's not interested. She wants to take a photo of the bat. Also, not important to the story. <laughs> God damn. We're now over to Grissom, who is the the, the crime boss in the city. Mm. He's your replacement for your Falcone, I guess, yeah. because they didn't want to pay for him in this movie, or your Moroni. Uh, he he's the head of all the families, and Jack Napier works for him. They're mad that Harvey Dent is the, wants to be the new DA, and he's going to clean up the city. And Jack Napier has a plan. Why don't we break into our own facility in the dead of night, steal all our files, and uh, they'll never know what us. We'll say it was cr- uh, industrial espionage, espionage uh, and we'll we'll get away with it. Grissom's like, that's a great plan. You head that up. You do this. You're my main dude. You've got to do it. Jack's been looking for an opportunity like this. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to fucking, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Uh, They don't need to break into their own place. They can just go in the daytime (laughs) and burn the files. They've got the keys. You are adding so many steps to a process which you have complete control over. (laughs) It's worth pointing out that uh, the DA, uh, Harvey Dent, is Lando Clarissian. He, as well. Yes, which is mad because he's already a had been character. Lando Clarissian. Yeah. By that uh, point, right? That was 70s he was in the Star Wars. Yeah, right? yeah. Billy D. Billy D. Williams. And then Williams. they just bought his contract out for the sequel and got Tommy Lee Jones in to play Two Face for the next one. And he hated it. He hated Jim <laughs> Carrey and he hated the role. <laughs> As opposed to Jack Nicholson, who absolutely loved this film. Loved it. He thought it's still one of his favourite characters that he's done. I guess for him as a character, it must be interesting I mean, to play someone like that. And he loved the comics growing up, apparently. But even still... like. But what I would say is, I'm going to spend the next however long we're doing this shitting on this film, because a lot of it bugged me. But I think every actor nailed the character they were given. 
I'm just not a fan of the characters they were given. Apart from Michael Keaton. I wasn't even that bothered by him. It just He's just not Batman. That's yeah. The character yeah, he was given isn't Batman, really Batman. Is Every single character in this movie is an off-brand version of the <laughs> character we were expecting to get. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I might as well say it now. Jack Nicholson, he does an impression of the Joker. Mm. And you, you've already seen him do that in films like uh, The Shining. He was yeah. pretty close to doing what he did in this, in that. And I appreciate what he was doing. He is a fantastic actor. Yeah. Obviously. One of the best. Three Oscar winner. Was he the Joker? I don't think so. Not that I, I'm a gatekeeper of that character. I know there's a lot of people out there who feel ownership over that. But there are lots of iterations of it, and this doesn't feel like any of them. See, we, I think the, that's kind of a bad thing. The Heath hmm. Ledger Joker, for me, is the one that we really grew up with, right? Sure. Yeah. Oh, I don't Which know. is... Jared Leto, <sighs> damaged. Oh. oh, God, awful. But that was how it should be, right? This sort of, like, skulking, like, greasy, like, weird guy, as opposed to this, like, theatrical... I don't know, I guess in the comics he is well, a no, theatrical... People had issue with that at first, before it was so revered, because that is kind of a sidestep from the character. The Joker is very theatrical, but mm. also maniacal. And I don't think Jack Nicholson hits that note, that balance between them. It's kind of... It feels faux all the way yeah. through. Like, he's... He's having fun, clearly, but he's not hitting the note I want him to. It doesn't feel uh, so authentic. So maybe it's a personal thing. No, it doesn't. As someone who has experienced so many Jokers... So many. <laughs> since the 60s. It was nice to get a different approach to it, in a way, I guess. It wasn't this mystery guy. He had an actual backstory. Even if the backstory didn't work for me, we got oh. they tried something different. You could oh, sort of see how that character really. developed, but... Yeah, yeah. It was nice to get a new Joker. I just didn't want this Joker, which is probably unfair of me as a viewer. Yeah. I'm just going to put it in there now. My favourite Joker's Mark Hamill. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right. If you say so. Have you not played the Batman Arkham games? Yeah. And you oh. didn't like the Joker? In I didn't like the games. <laughs> just move along, move along. <laughs> And I've so, never played the games. Thank you for joining us, Johnny. You've <laughs> never played the game. Okay, no, we don't have time for this. There's so much movie left. Uh, Knox and Vale uh, have been invited to a party at Bruce Wayne's house. I'm so angry at you both. And, uh, <laughs> there's a funny little scene where uh, Vicky Vale asks Bruce Wayne himself if he knows who Bruce Wayne is, and he's like, no. Big, big respect for that. There's a lot of times you see people out in public and you wish you could deny that you're you. But they're wandering then about the mansion, having a look around. They're kind of making fun of him a little bit. Is it uh, not weird this... that the, the world's most famous photographer doesn't know what the most famous man in Gotham looks like? How has that happened? No one knows what Bruce Wayne looks like. Yeah, nobody knows that Bruce Wayne's parents were killed in this. That is a surprise to people. And that is... His thi- that's literally his thing. That's the through line between Bruce Wayne and Batman is that his parents are dead. <laughs> that's his only talking point at parties. It's all he goes on about. Hello, yes. my name's Bruce. My parents are dead. That's why he does anything. He's like that guy in Mission to Mars. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> my wife's dead. That's why you're all here. Yeah. <laughs> 
It's at this point that I realised, I know it was the 80s, the late 80s, but I was looking at everyone's hair in this scene where they're all playing, like, they've got casino games and stuff going on. It's a fundraiser for one of Bruce's charities. And I was like, man, everyone's hair is so fucking bad. <laughs> it's Big, big it's hair. Big, lots of perms going on, lots of very out there styles. I know we're sort of getting there a little bit at the moment, but fuck me, it is aged the film in itself. <laughs> <laughs> If only the performances were as big as the hairstyles. (laughs) Going from a bunch of back alleys where they obviously don't have their rubbish collected and they don't have enough streetlights on the streets to a bunch of rich people gambling for charity, whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't feel like we're watching the good guys at the moment. No. I don't feel like that. There's a bit of a ready or not element to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On some level, it's a hate crime, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Vicky and Knox kind of get the same feeling as well, because they're wondering about the mansion and thinking how extravagant it all is, how weird he has all of these like artifacts from around the room, uh, around the world, and they wander into this room and they're and they're looking at more of them. They're kind of slagging off Bruce Wayne. He wanders in and they kind of sheep us about it, and, but suddenly he has to shoot out of the room because Alfred tells him just in front of everybody as well, that Commissioner Gordon has just left suddenly. Uh, and Bruce Wayne would be very interested in this. And he's about to leave through a door he came through, and then Alfred's like, no, 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 you want to go the quick way through a secret exit in the bookcase. This entire, nobody pays any attention. This entire build-up scene is just Alfred following him around, cleaning up after him. Yeah. Picking up his glasses and his pens, and then having to turn him towards the right door. It doesn't feel like a superhero at the moment. No, he but, doesn't feel like a forty-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he head, he heads downstairs, and Commissioner Gordon's been asked to leave, and we find out why because apparently he records every square inch of his house and has recorded this conversation. Yeah, and this is meant to be the world's greatest detective, <laughs> but his entire the entirety of his detective work is just copying what the police did yeah every time that was the same as the guy in newport (laughs) (laughs) but this will be a theme throughout this movie where in this one he just rewinds the tape and listens to the police and then goes okay that's what we're doing today later on it's get me the police's file on this it's like in oh my god the rest of the movie is files yeah aren't the police supposed to be incompetent and that's why you do what you do aren't you supposed to be (laughs) detecting It's all admin. He he runs off of admin. <laughs> oh well, on the note of surveillance, like you said, he has cameras all over the house, and he even has cameras in the massive mirror in the room where Vicky and Knox are. But they're not like security cameras like we have now. They're staring into the mirror, and Knox makes the amazing joke, more like Bruce Vane. Hilarious. Very and good. just as he says that, one of the cameras, which looks like it weighs about a hundred pounds turns towards him and as it does it sounds like a fucking machine gun and mirrors do not dampen sound they don't notice it he can just get away his his superpower is getting away with stuff oh hopefully people don't notice no that you want to go through the secret and exit (laughs) conveniently well-placed microphones everywhere as well almost the same audio that we heard earlier when we heard commissioner gordon talking to that police officer it's better audio than we get on this podcast. 
Oh. Well, now we go over to Axis Chemicals, where Jack Napier has gone to steal the documents that they already own, and unluckily, the police have also been called. He's been set up by whatever that gangster's name is. His gangster boss has called the police from his office phone and just said, can I please speak to the corrupt detective? So why... Five minutes earlier, did you have to send Jack Nicholson to an alleyway to hide some stuff in a sandwich to give to this detective if you can just call him at work? Yeah. <laughs> Hi, I'm, I'm, I'm that gangster uh, that you're probably trying to catch. Can I just speak to that detective, please? <laughs> no reason. <laughs> oh, and the annoying thing is, things like that make this film longer. So the joke's on us. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so they uh, they uh, they try to arrest. No, they don't try to arrest him. Uh, they all tried to shoot him. All the corrupt police. But Gordon wants him to be arrested because he wants somebody to be able to spill the beans on the whole criminal operation. So, Everyone's corrupt apart from Gordon. In I'm this. not. I'm not sure how corrupt they are because the reason they leave the party is because they don't want to leave the corrupt detective in charge. So they know he's corrupt and they intervene because of that. So. I guess they're trying to work around using yeah. him as bait, but yeah, it's it's backwards detective work. Because <laughs> right, when Batman arrives, Gordon shows up, he's got his megaphone, he's ordering people here, there, and everywhere. The whole thing's under control, and then Batman shows up. He's It's the second crime he shows up to within the first half an hour of the movie, and he, he doesn't achieve anything. Things would have gone better if he wasn't there. Let's be honest, this is actually Batman's second crime. Yes. This is the second one he's been to. <laughs> and you're right. Yeah, he shows up. He he tussles with Jack Napier and then but then Bob the Goon, which is Jack Napier's like second in command, yeah. puts again against Gordon's head and he's like, I'm gonna shoot Gordon unless you let go of Jack right now. So Batman just does. And then he he just leaves without doing anything else. And then Napier decides to shoot Eckhard, which is the corrupt police officer that sort of cheeked him earlier on, and then Batman sort of decides to turn around and take ten minutes to walk back into the room and <laughs> tussle with Napier. Everybody's shooting everybody, and then Napier falls into a pit of acid. Okay, so right, does he fall into a pit of acid, or does he fall into a pit of chemicals? Because oh, like is, is it the weird nerve gas? Is that what he falls he sh- into? Maybe, because he, he shoots... Oh, yeah. A, like a, a pressure gauge or a screen or something next to him and he holds his face which I feel is what the scars are and then he falls into something which makes him more mad than he already is but he doesn't look that cut up when he falls in he's just sort of like a bit bloody it doesn't warrant the horrible grotesque feet like features that we get later on no, I think we're meant to assume the chemicals or some chemical in there does that. This is a big vat of everything. <laughs> yeah. And they just this is the leftover stuff yeah. that they might do something with later. <laughs> yeah, the guy who owns this factory is a hoarder yeah. amongst the Excess chemicals, out. we have one vat. <laughs> yeah. That's their tagline. Excess <laughs> <laughs> chemicals, we have one vat. <laughs> <laughs> While stocks last. (laughs) (laughs) The mystery punch bowl of chemicals. Get a ladle, see what you get. But do you know what this movie, that the first half hour of this movie reminds me of? Westworld. 
because he is I've just seen it. some rich guy acting out his strange crime-fighting fantasies where he's just kind of slipping himself into situations he isn't required and somehow yeah. coming out on top. But everything... Is that nepotism? Is that the right word? Everything nepotism? but him up to this point is 1920s themed for some reason. Yeah. Like the whole city... That the, the, oh, ev- yeah, everyone's yeah. dressed like um, 1920s gangsters. The entire noir. chemical plant, all all the neo syst- noir. Yeah, but all of the um, computers, computers are just they have paper printouts rather than screens. Um, it was the late 80s, to be fair. Everyone's got Tommy guns. All of yeah. uh, when they go into yeah. the Gotham Globe, there's n- never they've never heard of a computer or a fax machine. Everyone's just on typewriters, and the cartoonist draws by hand. But he's got video cameras well, and he's Batman. computers and <laughs> the cutting all that. edge. <laughs> yeah, he's a millionaire. He, he, is, he is just a man <laughs> from the late eighties who's gone back in time to beat yeah. up people from the past. Yeah, it's 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 sort of like in Archer, you know how oh, they yeah. have like they do have modern technology, like they have spaceships and stuff, but they also have like all this fucking like fax machines and like this all the decor is like in the 70s it's like this weird mix i don't because it is tim burton and i'll touch on this now i don't know whether a lot of the things that i disliked about this is because it's directed by tim burton it's got this weird sort of <laughs> abstract thing that it's all it a bit disjointed weird. it's, it's yeah. just very yeah. very fucking weird but not in a way that's enjoyable there's a part of me that thinks that maybe all of the weirdness doesn't exist like we're almost seeing Gotham from Bruce Wayne's perspective because none of it makes sense for 1989. He's in the middle of a breakdown. <laughs> none of it makes sense as a. I mean, he's obviously fucking insane, but none of it makes sense as a city. No, it's just litter everywhere. There's no, there's no streetlights. The streets don't have streetlights. That's just odd. And then apparently every single person on the streets is just trying to commit crime, or at the start, prostitutes are trying to pull eight-year-olds. <laughs> I. I I think we're seeing Gotham from the perspective of a very damaged person whose parents was shot. His parents were shot in an alleyway when he was eight years Interesting old. Interesting view. Um, not in an alleyway in this movie. I'm sorry, Cole. An absolutely excellent theory, and I think you're spot on. But this movie absolutely insists on us that it did not happen in an alleyway because you have to pay more for that shit. This one happened <laughs> outside of a hotel on just a sidewalk. No alleyway involved. Just like. The, the that plant, the chemical plant, was called Axis... Uh, what did I say? Axis Chemicals. Axis Chemicals, yeah. It's actually called Ace Chemicals. I, Is that because of rights? I don't know if it's just like that raises the budget for getting those names... Do they have it. to pay for like individual things on? Well, this I is don't... what this implies. You would assume that when you buy the franchise, you would you get, get all, all of the names, right? Yeah, on most but... of it, yeah. Yeah, it's weird that it must be though. <laughs> otherwise, they would use the names correctly. And Ace would make sense because he's the fucking Joker. Yes. So another card name thing <laughs> would be really good to tie something else into that. One of there's Spade's no reason chemicals. This guy is ever... Yeah, so we haven't touched on that. He is holding a pack of cards all the time, and that is the only setup for the reason he calls himself the Joker later. Yeah. He's also, in the comics, he doesn't have a name. They came up with the name Jack Napier for this. Yes. Could be a lot better name, am I right? Well, they could have just used the name of the guy who killed Batman's parents in the comics, which was, I think, Joe Cool, which is a much better name. 
which is, <laughs> spoiling it, a bit later on, it turns out it was him. So they did fucking ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all know they've ruined this movie. <laughs> I think everybody is aware this movie fucking sucks. Well, no, nobody is aware of this. We're definitely going to be in the minority. Weirdly revered, so. but all right. Yeah. Okay, let's... Uh... I mean, I think maybe that's just because in 1989 you're probably thirsting for a comic book movie, whereas we are not thirsting for comic book movies anymore. True, true. We're, we're done with them. It was a different time. We are in that era that westerns were, I guess, in the 40s and 50s and 60s. Yeah. We're in the we're in the back end of it where westerns are still happening, but we wish they weren't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many more westerns can there be? <laughs> oh, so it's the. Uh, guy in the white hat's the good guy and the guy in the black hat's the bad guy and then the guy in the white hat kills the guy in the black hat and then the town is saved okay and that was... so it's a blue beetle and he's fighting <laughs> a guy who's the red beetle <laughs> and now vicky vale and bruce wayne are on a date but the date is at bruce wayne's house so is that really a date Boring. maybe i don't Boring know date. um it's also super strange yeah they go to his house and it's Bruce Wayne doesn't do anything. He just gets the old man that lives with him and looks after him to cook a meal for him and his date. And then they sit 80 foot apart in a massive room. It is strange, isn't it? How accepted it is that he just has an old man who does everything for him. In England, that's Jacob Rees-Mogg. And that man's not Batman. <laughs> that man is a strange man, but he is he a is Batman. He is inbred. He's yeah. got his parents and they're also his brother and his sister. Yeah, it's it, they have this like thing where it's like it's meant to be awkward, and then they go into the kitchen where Alfred made it, and then it makes it a lot more normal. And then weirdly, he takes advantage of a drunk girl while he maintains that he doesn't drink. Yeah, well, hang on, let's touch on how weird it was that he took her to the kitchen to eat in front of his fucking butler. <laughs> He needed his food cutting up. But also, how weird it is. And this isn't playing on Bruce Wayne not having parents, but how strange it must be for him where, like, a serious step in his relationship is, I think I want you to meet my butler. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're there. Well, he doesn't have parents, I really like you, but you haven't met my butler yet. The, um, the scene where they're having their date at first, where it's about a 12-foot table that they're eating at. Yeah. Apparently that scene was Michael Keaton's idea to sort of add a bit of, I guess, comedy to the character and flesh out Bruce Wayne a bit. And yeah, and there is this um, view that the reason everyone loves this is that he's the only guy who played a Bruce Wayne where he wasn't just hiding being Batman. There was actually some character to it. I would say there's more character to the other ones because... It's like this tortured soul and it brings like a whole other dimension to it. That's more an interesting arc for someone. I see. I I just I just don't think he's Batman. Yeah, I agree with you, Carl. Because he hasn't I think it only appears that there's more Bruce Wayne character because there is so very little Batman in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He's literally just a guy who puts on a bat suit and I keep going back to it, but beats up poor people. (laughs) (laughs) He hasn't gone and trained with ninjas. Like he hasn't got this big plan for cutting out crime in Gotham. He's not, like, cutting off the heads of the snakes or anything. He's literally beating up the lowest of the low. He has a bottom-up approach. You're thinking (laughs) top-down, he's going (laughs) bottom-up. If I kill all of the little ones, then maybe the the top ones will starve. 
There will it, be no one is, the... It's like a castle <laughs> siege. In in economics, you need to be bottom up, and in fighting crime, you need to be top down. But he's a millionaire, so he's trickled down all the way, and then he's. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So oh, there's also an intercutting scene here where Jack Napier is taken to a criminal surgeon. It's not important, but he's essentially fixing his face. But we get to see, like, I oh, know we don't see it here, but it is very much implied the, that he is now the Joker. The he's reveal of face. Joker, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And he also pays a visit to Grissom and he blasts him full of lead. It's not important. Grissom's not in anymore. He was the crime boss. Now J- Jack Napier's in charge. That's. Let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, cut to, <laughs> to Wayne Manor, where Vicky Vale is now waking up on uh, Bruce Wayne's bed. It's still the middle of the night. She's she's turning over. She's waking up a little bit. And she sees that a restless Bruce Wayne is hanging from a metal bar <laughs> at the end of the room like a bat. Uh, now, let's ignore for the moment uh, that... We'll, she- we'll interject just a second. Also Michael Keaton's idea, just showing that not all of them were good. <laughs> It's nice that it was he had big so table c- and he had hanging upside down. <laughs> so close to the last one. He broke even. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so you know for the moment that that isn't an obvious sign that you're Batman. Uh, because he feels like the need to act like a bat in his personal time. Let's ignore that. I reckon he's doing this because Vicky Vale was too drunk to shag and he'd only had the one drink, as you said, Johnny, because <laughs> one drink hits him hard enough and he was doing this to move some blood around his body because <laughs> <laughs> he was too blues ball, blue balls to get to sleep. I would just imagine she looks at him and he's got the reddest head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the palest balls. <laughs> so it's working. Translucent testicles. <laughs> a bright purple face. Like a bat's wing. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is around the area where the whole Vicky Vale, whatever Knox's first name is, storyline just crashes into a wall because they just suddenly decide she's just going to become obsessed with Bruce yeah. Wayne. The whole idea of them being set up was that she was working with him and they were going to break this story and they were going to win a, win a yeah. Pulitzer. Is Pulitzer? Pulitzer prize. Yeah, but I assumed she was going around to Bruce Wayne's to do a bit of snooping. Yeah. But she literally just rocked up in town on day one and agreed to a date. Yeah. And then becomes freakily obsessed with they it. They both do. Batman, in not very long, is going to try and tell her he's Batman. They have been on one date. She drops the L-bomb after this. They've met once. <laughs> they've slept together once. Well, and they've been on maybe. one date. Well, yeah, potentially. They got frisky and then Bruce had to hang upside down to get to sleep. <laughs> nowadays in the world of tinder that's just a bad story you tell someone i met a guy slept with him but i woke up in the middle of the night and he was hanging upside down so he got unmatched the next morning he got a flag some say he's still hanging upside down (laughs) because this movie moves at such a horrifying pace between scenes it is absolutely non-stop we're now back over to the joker and this scene is literally just him reading the paper, and the paper is talking about Batman <laughs> rather than him. And he's new, by the way. He's a new guy now. Yeah. And he's like, wait till you get a load of me. And for some reason, he says, oop, 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 six times in a row. <laughs> six sequences of those oop, oop, oops. I I do not understand it, but it happens, and it lingers. It's... And I, I don't know what's happening. 
it's another weird choice. I guess when it's Jack Nicholson, you can't say no. No, you don't cut that. No, even though it's, it's Tim, was Tim Burton as big as he is now then? Uh, to be doing this Batman movie, I would say so, yeah. I can't think well, of any... He'd done Beetlejuice. Oh, he'd done Beetlejuice that's with Michael true, Keaton. That's true, that's yeah. true. Yeah, all right. So he did have the power to say, what are you doing, Jack Nicholson? <laughs> no, I don't think to Jack Nicholson. Mm, yeah, no, no, I think he's uh, he gets top choice. I mean, the original person they wanted for this was Robin Williams, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. yeah, there's a story about this. They wanted Nicholson, but he was oh. reluctant. So they got Robin uh, Robin Williams to agree and then used having Robin Williams as leverage. Oh, as leverage to get Nicholson oh, in. Shit. Yeah. Right. Because then Robin Williams refused to be the Riddler in the next one because he felt like he'd been used just for, for leverage. Jim Carrey was a great shout, though, for the Riddler. But uh, I haven't seen it. No See, idea. that's the one that I have seen, and that one is good. I had seen this, but I'd watched Batman. That's Batman Forever, isn't it? No, I, Batman Returns is the next one. But Batman Forever is the one with the Riddler. Is that not the next one? I don't think so. <laughs> Batman Forever is the third one. I think they one. shove a Val Bat- Kilmer one between oh, these two. There's four, isn't there, in oh, this Okay, series. yes. Well, yes, annoyingly, the third one is Batman Forever, and then the last one is Batman and Robin. Yeah. And they should have <laughs> been switched. Oh, no, no, that's number four, I think. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's this one, and then a Val Kilmer one, then another Michael Keaton one, and then the George Clooney one. That can't be true. They can't they can't switch in and out like that, surely. <laughs> I I can't manage it if they do. That's triggering me. Luckily, we don't do sequels, so it's fine. Okay, yes, no, we don't. <laughs> and we're moving on. <laughs> oh, the Joker now holds a meeting with all the other the, the criminal heads in the city, and he tells them that, that he's taking over. Um, one asks, you know, what's going to happen if if we say no? And the Joker has one of those little electricy shocky boys that you put on your hand as a little joke, but it actually fries this guy. Mm, yeah. <sighs> so, my note about this, I'll, I'll, it's three sentences. Electrocutes a baddie, <laughs> and he immediately fries into a skeleton. What the fuck is this? <laughs> What the fuck is this? Is might be the tagline of this entire this episode. Yeah, yeah. It Other is. than we have one vat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a single vat episode. What the fuck is this? You've only got one vat. We need to make chemicals. We need glass. to mix stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Let's let's go. Let's go. Next up, uh, Knox. <laughs> Uh, whose first name I think is Elliot in answer to your earlier question, Cole, but does not matter at all. Nux gives Vicky a file she requested on Bruce Wayne, but it is basically empty. Nobody knows a lot about Bruce Wayne in this city. They don't even know that his parents were killed, even though it was in the paper. <laughs> I think this is where I went, this is just like Westworld, <laughs> where he looks at the file of nothing and goes, oh, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> Doesn't look like anything to me. (laughs) The millionaire who apparently has a lot of influence politically and has been backing Harvey Dent. I mean, they took the effort to get a manila folder and write Bruce Wayne on it. They did, but one page does not warrant a folder, does it? It does not. (laughs) You can just have the page. Right, next up, Bruce Wayne tells Vicky Vale that she can't see her for a while because he's he's going to be out of town. But he's just got some fucking Bruce Wayne shit to do. First on that list is going to where his parents died, which is on the pavement outside of a hotel, to put down two roses. 
not in an alley like in the comics and not out <laughs> of the public right of way literally right there in the middle of the pavement on the floor surrounded mm. by rubbish of course well of course yes and criminals and homeless people <laughs> surprised uh, he didn't manage to beat him up <laughs> <laughs> he then speaks with alfred a little bit uh, and alfred's trying to convince him to marry vicky even though they've literally been on one date and alfred says if not now when uh, and there are two very easy answers to that it's after a few more dates and when I stop dressing <laughs> like a fucking bat. Two great answers. Um, uh, he also asks here, Alfred, he, he cuts this conversation short by asking, can you get me the files on Jack Napier? So poor Alfred has to trek on over. He's like 90, by the way. <laughs> has to trek over to the police station. I feel so bad for him. His existence is just job. Servitude. He cooks... He cleans, he gathers intel on criminals for Batman, and he babysits a 40-year-old man all day. This man has <laughs> no life of his own. The parallels to Archer are ridiculous in this. Oh, yeah, of course. Alfred, get, get me the police files. <laughs> I am the world's greatest detective. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have my manservant do all the hard work. I'll have my manservant go get other people's work. Mike, what the detective you are. Oh, oh. All we're discovering is Gotham police are competent because yeah. he only ever uses their work. He is not required. <laughs> and then he tucks himself into bed and Alfred reads them to him. <laughs> 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 we then jump over to Jack Napier again. Well, he's the Joker now. And he's doing like a little bit of cutting out on like a little plastic child children's desk. When Bob, his little sidekick, appears and gives him some photos of people of interest that are in the movie. There's no explanation for how he's got them. And this includes Vicky Vale. And fucking Joker takes an immediate liking to her. He he wants to replace his current girlfriend with her, make her into a work of art. I don't, who gives a fucking shit? The reason I'm noting this is because, did you see, that he's just surrounded by, like, children's painting cups and things like yeah. that. And I know it's because he's doing some weird shit. I'm sure it's all stylistically chosen for this scene but i like to think of who got that stuff for the joker did he send out a henchman <laughs> to go collect children's pots and pans and little bits and painting gear and safety scissors i don't need proper art <laughs> supplies i want children's art supplies yes or did he go out himself the scene means nothing other than now joker knows about vicky Vale. yeah yeah because uh, he wants her you... to be his new wife doesn't he I, I get who the he, fuck he becomes obsessed about her because he sees her on the on the telly or in the paper or something and he's like cool she's a bit nice and then and he apparently is now going to try to attempt to kidnap her not one but four times <laughs> oh, this movie's so long oh, but then cut to a news bulletin which is basically just covering that people in the city are having big quote marks, allergic reactions. And that means they're dying. Yeah. Uh, they're just keeling over with fucking basically Joker faces. Uh, and then there's a whole segment that appears on the news. It cuts right into the news and it's Joker advertising his brand products. I think this plays into what you were saying, Cole, about this being through Bruce Wayne's eyes. Because it makes no sense that he could cut into the TV like no. that. And the best explanation is... It's just Bruce Wayne seeing what he wants to see. That. He happens to have read a file with the name Jack Napier in it, and now he's on a fucking 
gunning course. That happens again later as well, doesn't it? It does, um, yeah. Where he's like, again, must be a stylistic thing, but he's swiping and then between he, two he different TV screens yeah. and stuff, which again lends to what you're saying, Carl. But he's cutting out these... <laughs> the Oh, no, he's looking at the TV and um, and he punches it with one of those... Did you have these as kid? As kid? As kids where you like squeeze it and then a, like a fist like shoots out and he punches the screen extender and, fist yeah, yeah. Like, extender glove something like that to which he says this town needs an enema and then blows a party blower <laughs> so we um we're over an hour in at this point and he's, t- he's he's very upset because even when he's doing something bad the main headline was questions about the batman again well he has killed someone so- at this point there was the bit with the mimes where they walked up like doing the robot and stuff and he stabs a man in the neck with the pen. A quill. He a- says pen, but it is a quill. Okay. <laughs> but that's just an assassination in a town where this happens all the time. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to do something to? other than yeah. crime if you want to be noticed. Yeah. When you cut down to the whole plot of the movie and the motivations of this character in particular. He isn't going after Batman because he's some great crime fighter, as we've seen. He doesn't actually... It's just because he gets headlines. Is that a jealousy? Yeah. That's the whole premise. It's just... Which is... I, I want to be on the TV. Which isn't joker But he's on the TV. It? That's not the whole... So I... That's not the whole point of the Joker. He wants to cause chaos regardless of whatever. And it's not even really a through line... Of the movie. This is what he's saying now. And I think this is the problem I have with it. It's so convoluted because later on, when they're in the museum, which we're going to get to, he says his whole thing is making art out of people. And I just feel like they were just letting him say whatever he wanted to say. And in isolation, (laughs) it's all very good. I like each of these points. Yeah. You just can't have them all. Pick one and make this movie one hour 30 and great. Yeah. This whole, like, it doesn't feel like a Batman movie, and it doesn't feel like a Joker villain. There's no It feels case. like strange rip-off vigilante guy who just achieves nothing versus ADHD clown. <laughs> because cause his motivation changes every five seconds. Which is almost on brand for him, but at least the Joker should have, like, a concurrent theme of wanting to cause chaos and disrupt everything. But he wants to do it in the, like this weird stylistic way, but he also gets jealous that he's not getting headlines, which he do- shouldn't really care about. And he also wants to go get the girl. Yeah. It's just so many different different things. And then at one point, he shows up, and I'm jumping ahead, he shows up at Vicky Vale's apartment, Yeah, does something, and then just leaves because he wants to go do something else. <laughs> it is just... A man with ADHD was just like, oh, I should go do this now. Why does the Joker full... <laughs> why was I here? Why does the Joker have any followers full stop? Like, you would look at the... You would oh. see this man and you're like, he needs to be sectioned. I need I to stay away. Him. Maybe his most loyal guy. Like, you'd be like, oh, fair yeah. enough, he'll stick around with me. But you wouldn't want to join that organisation, would you? You would look at the head honcho, who is assassinating people who work for him willy-nilly. He doesn't give a shit about shooting people who work for him for minor, minor things out of their control. But Do you know who he reminds me of? Uh, are, he, are you, the Shadow. I was about to say Putin. <laughs> the, no, the... <laughs> oh no, he fell out of a hospital window. Oh no, that plane mysteriously <laughs> blew up. <laughs> but just he's got the weird deformed face and all his 20s gangster attire and he just somehow manages to recruit people that have to help him for some reason 
a son. Why and, yeah. would you help that guy? Hey, I'm just going to kill everyone in Gotham at random. They... <laughs> well, kill people in Gotham at random. So, oh, Gotham, wh- where I live, where my family lives. If they really cared about I'll get the boombox. If they really cared about him, they would section him. <laughs> oh, I'm really sad that you've just said we're only an hour in. <laughs> okay, let's go. Alfred brings Bruce the the files on Jack Napier. Uh, and the, the most, I'm the world's greatest detective. Yes, and the thing that that stands out in this moment to Bruce is that Jack Napier is good at chemistry. That is what links Jack to the Joker and to Axis Chemicals for Batman. But for us, the watcher of the film, this is supposed that's what to make... leads him back to Axis Chemicals, <laughs> not the fact that they were at Axis Chemicals <laughs> half an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere that he'd seen him previously committing a crime. But the film is also telling us this, so we, as a viewer, know how the Joker is able to create chemicals. But at this point, logic has lost all reason, and we do not need it. And it is artificially increasing the length of this movie. And I couldn't take any more. This is where I took another break. Yeah, so... And I had another break after this. (laughs) I've got three more sections of the movie that I have watched. It's too much. So at this point, he's been a Joker for what? Like, the Joker in inverted commas. Ten minutes, maybe? Let's be optimistic and say a couple of weeks, right? Oh, right. I thought you meant an hour time. No, no, no. (laughs) In in movie time, he's been a Joker for a couple of weeks. In this point, at this point, he's recruited a scientist to work for him, which, given his personality, must be pretty fucking tough. The scientist has then made this new chemical, Smilex. It's all been produced, packaged, and dispatched in that time. Approved by the FDA. Of course, approved by the FDA. He wouldn't... (laughs) How... I mean, he must be some Jeff Bezos kind of motherfucker to get that sort of... (laughs) In my mind, it's just that whatever was going out of that factory was already approved. All they did was change it and send it out as the same stuff. Because well, they've just got the one vat, yeah. so it has to be the same <laughs> stuff, doesn't it? They can't pretend it was anything else. <laughs> they can put a new sticker on it, but that's all. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, the Joker now invites Vicky Vale to the museum for dinner. Yes, that is a strange couple of words, but that is exactly what happens in the scene. He's pretending to be Bruce Wayne when he does so. We learn this in a convoluted way, but it doesn't matter. Let's just get there. Vicky Vale is now in the museum. He's waiting for Bruce. And Why is she in the museum, Evan? I, I, because I, I don't know. She calls Bruce Wayne and says, I'm going to be late. Alfred relays that message because Bruce can't take his own calls, obviously. No, obviously. And then Bruce goes, I was never meeting her there. <laughs> and instead of going, oh, maybe call her back and say, I'm not going to be there. He just... Let's her go to the museum and then just sit she's around. Bait at this point. Yeah, I guess she's bait, uh, or maybe she'd already left her landline. Uh, uh, but who knows? Bait for what? He doesn't learn anything. <laughs> but he's this is his third outing as Batman. Yeah, so he just he just he doesn't know what she's bait for. He just knows something's going on. So he's just gonna go along as Batman and see. In the daytime, by the way, a man just... dressed as a bat stood on the roof of the museum. Just... He's just trying to get XP, yeah. just making missions happen. <laughs> He's chasing that new armor. I will get to level two soon. So this is the scene where 
that they're in the museum and they all well she's sat down having a meal which apparently there's a restaurant in this museum but um she gets a package of a mask right and she opens it up and it says put this on now at which point gas starts coming in and everyone else starts fucking laughing hysterically and then die with these big grins on their faces and this is the one and only scene of this entire film that I actually enjoyed. It's when they come in and he's wearing like, I'm going to call it a chef's hat. I know it isn't. It's like a big art hat in like purple silk. And he's... It was like a raised beret yeah, almost. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like an arty sort of thing. But he's coming in and he's sort of like throwing paint on all these famous art pieces and he's like painting sculptures and stuff. And he's sort of... That is Joker for me. It's like this tyrannical sort of mischief maker kind of like crazy person going through. But when he gets to one particular painting, he says, no, ignore that. And that is a Jack Nicholson point where he, because apparently he's a big art lover, who's like, we can't deface that. (laughs) And they say, no, we can't do it to that one. And that was his input to this. Oh, I thought it was just part of the scene, like it was just part of the Joker being chaotic. But then there were because that painting was particularly weird, so I thought yeah, it's, the Joker just liked it. It's by I I saw it earlier, but I, oh, it's by I'm a not famous person. The name. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, there's also a listener here. They might want to know the name. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, listener. I'm so tired of this movie. I cannot possibly take in any more information. <laughs> you do not understand how obscenely long this is. We're somehow still at the one hour mark. <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> yeah, so the, what's odd about this as well is that someone has a boombox and they're singing and dancing as they wreck all this art. But eventually the Joker joins her at the table. He looks through her portfolio, which he requested on the phone call. And he's like, this is all crap. Uh, apart from the ones that were pictures of war, of course. Uh, Joker admits here that the whole reason he's doing all of this and what frees him from the rest of society is that he is now so ugly, beauty and ugliness mean nothing to him, and therefore that is like freeing in a way. So already separate to what he said earlier about. Yeah, and whatever. therefore I must only go after the fittest woman in the city. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but but his whole thing now is making people, making living art, making things that are seen as beautiful into something ugly and that for him means throwing acid in women's faces <laughs> <laughs> we, had, we had a we had a string of artists in the early 2000s didn't we? we did they had a moped they had a cup of acid <laughs> just for one <laughs> but that's all you needed uh london was fun then wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> but it's just i mean it's an interesting idea because he even brings his girlfriend in and she's wearing this like clay mask yeah. and then he makes her take off the mask, and she's got this burned scar. But it never this this idea of him turning people into art by defacing them or disfiguring them never never comes up again. No, this is one of this again would have been interested if it was followed through. But it's it would just have made him a worthwhile person to take down. Of the many things that he made up, maybe maybe we're missing the point. Maybe this is the Joker that we. Because in the comics, it's the origins of the Joker that are always unclear. He always has a different reason that he became the Joker, yeah. and that's what makes him insane. Maybe in this, it's his, is his reason for being a criminal is what we're supposed to say is 
oh, that's interesting. But unfortunately, all this does is elongate the length of the movie. <laughs> None of them are interesting enough for me to go, oh, yeah, that was worthwhile. Don't worry, Batman turns up in a minute. Oh, thank God. <laughs> That'll make this interesting. <laughs> he, he smashes through the roof, Batman. Saves Vicky Vale. They with the shit is he, he smashes, he smashes through the roof on yeah, on a wire. <laughs> Escapes with her on a wire. I don't know what he learned from this situation to leave her there as bait. <laughs> You're right. I guess he got to see the Joker, but he'd just seen him on TV. Um, <laughs> he saw him in the chemical factory before he was the Joker. You're right. He he made the Joker. You're right. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> has the file. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Alfred. Maybe he just gets off on seeing his woman with another guy. I, we, we, we can't stop. We now see the Batmobile for the first time. Whoa! Now. Isn't this cool? <laughs> That's at about the hour mark, right? <laughs> oh, please, no! <laughs> the, this Batmobile, although the one in the Christian Bell ones was sick, I did... The Tumblr. Yeah, the Tumblr was very cool. This Batmobile was built on the, sh- the chassis of a Chevy Impala, which already is pretty fucking cool. My favourite car. Yeah. It incorporated the engine of the Impala. It had the taillights of a Ferrari, the fuel caps of a London bus, and the jet engine parts from a Harrier jump jet. <laughs> they also used the the Harrier sliding cockpit and the, the guns as a, as a template for it. I don't think they needed to put an actual jet engine in the prop car if i'm that fast but my favorite part about this car was that the person who designed it saw the (laughs) saw the headlights of his wife's honda civic and thought they look cool and put them on it too (laughs) what i love about this car is that it's self-driving but has to be voice controlled to stop (laughs) so this thing is plowing through pedestrians on its way to him before he tells it to stop and it stops in front of him. Um, I don't think this is a good car. I guess it looks cool, but it is, it's so impractical for a guy who needs to get about a city that is all sharp 90 degree angle turns and such a long car that needs such a long time to turn and such an angle to turn. It cannot be practical for a guy who needs to get about for fighting crime. I know this is only his third outing as fucking Batman, but he's, imagine, paid a lot of money to make this car. Yeah. The the turning circle on this car would be insane. He is three-point turning at every junction. (laughs) Three is a fucking minimum. And also, he abandons it here because there's a bit of blockage in the road, and he's like, it would take longer for me to turn around this than it would be for us to get out and run to where we're going. It's it's a jet engine. I I can't put it in reverse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I do it we can go very fast into the wall or we can get out and walk I'll pick this up when the council clears the roads <laughs> well he turns the shields on to stop all the fucking beggars in the city taking his rims and <laughs> well now they've escaped to some fucking alley somewhere and Batman and Vicky are cornered by some of the Joker's goons uh, including one guy with katanas there's two scenes in this movie where just one random goon has like a, quote, special weapon. This guy has katanas. Later on in the movie, somebody has blades on their feet. Yeah. Neither are effective someone has Batman. Someone has backflips at one point. Same dude. Yes. Same dude. Yeah, backflip, leg back feet. Flip. Leg feet? Blade feet. <laughs> you know, leg feet. But this, this, <laughs> this scene did make me appreciate 
what we get from comic book movies now, which is at least a bit of fight choreography. Yes, oh, thank because you. Thoroughly underwhelming. This rest. scene, the way he's blocking those katanas and throwing punches, all I could think of was, did you ever play Wii Boxing? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's yes. a great <laughs> shout. Just stood still, just kind of flicking his hands <laughs> forward at the swords. But you think about the films that came before this, as in like war films and stuff. They had... Apocalypse Now was before this, and you had Full Metal Jacket, you had films like that, which it's a different kind of fight choreography, but they still knew how to make it look how it wanted to be. Like, it wasn't hand-to-hand fighting, but I'm guessing there must have been films where there was actual fighting in it. And how did this miss the mark so far? Well, I think this is mostly the suit. He cannot move in that. It is all rubber. And also, Michael Keaton is claustrophobic. Uh, well, he would be after this yeah. suit. Yeah. But we, we are post-Bruce Lee era of oh, movies. so Exactly. Choreographed fighting was a thing. But yeah, that's that's he couldn't even turn his head, right? Yeah, no, no. He had to turn his shoulders to face forward. You think the Christian Bale films are bad for that? Because it, he even brings it up in those films that he can't move his head properly. But in this, it's almost a joke. It looks like he's wearing a fucking neck brace. And he's... To be able to look left, he has to turn his entire body to look that direction. It's completely it's impractical. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a factoid. Uh, in the Flash movie, Michael Keaton was in that. And to make it more pleasant for Michael Keaton, they added elasticity to, to the suit so he could turn his neck and stuff in the suit. But Michael Keaton said, no, make it back to the rubber suit because my whole performance was... Rigid and shoulders shit. ...shoulders-based. Yeah. <laughs> But why? And at, when I read that, I was like, I love that. I'm so glad he's sticking to his guns. This Matt. And then I watched <laughs> this movie again. And I'm like, fuck you, Michael Keaton. Do a bell fucking job. I've seen you in such good stuff. This sucks ass. <laughs> this man, as we see later on, has the technology for a, a no combustion engine, gravity engine fueled fucking stealth fighter. <laughs> and yet he doesn't have the technology to make his neck move. <laughs> I want to note something here as well so Vicky isn't part of this fight because he grapples her up to the roof I don't know if you boys noticed but he asks her how much she weighs first so he can like align just a body shamer a little bit yeah and afterwards after he's defeated these guys and the guy with katanas he says to her "Uh, you weigh a little more than 108 pounds bit of cheekiness but I thought about it I was like well actually that's perfect, isn't it? I caught on. Because it's the, the best way to tell the girl you like as Bruce Wayne to make changes <laughs> about herself without looking like a dick because you're doing it as Batman. <laughs> yeah. Your girlfriend's a little pudgy. Have Batman tell her. Her breath stinks. Give her a Batman. You want to break up? Just don't save her next time. Easy peasy. <laughs> At least he won't try and tell her that he's Batman, or Alfred won't tell her later on. Oh, we're going to get to that Alfred fucking bullshit. (laughs) Next up, fucking Batman takes Vicky to the Batcave. He checks her in the fucking only other seat in his car, and they drive all the way to the Batcave, where he he reveals to her how the poison, uh, or venom, Sam... Uh, is being distributed. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go into the details of that because it, it actually doesn't fucking matter. Just Batman knows and now Vicky knows. Uh, and then 
she he takes her home he gasses her actually and takes her home and she wakes up the next day without the photos she took of the of batman beating up all those guys um and that same day bruce pays vicky a visit and this is where he is going to tell her he's batman because he fucking loves her but while he's trying to do this, yeah, and this is a man who's apparently capable of a lot apart from getting a fucking sentence out. The doorbell rings and it is Jack Napier. This is a fucking mad scene and probably the most famous in the movie. But Johnny, I see you've got something to say. You rush ahead and tell me. This man who has aired this woman after sleeping with her and then not going out and, like, palming her off. She knows that he palmed her off massively. He, he ghosted her. ghosted <laughs> her so hard. He turns up to her house with not a bouquet of flowers. No, 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 no. Two no. flowers. Two, which are both dead. <laughs> They're the flowers he left for his parents. You fucking know they are. This is a millionaire. He went by the hotel. He picked up the wilting flowers that have been trampled on by every fucker who's been going to work for the past three days, and he's taken them to the woman he loves house. Fucking brilliant. The laziest man on the planet is like, oh, I know where I can get some flowers off the floor. <laughs> I'll get her fresh flowers when she's thinner. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Whoa. Maybe that's it. maybe that's it. Just Alfred was busy that day, <laughs> so he had to do it himself. And he's like, "Well, where do I get flowers? I don't know where to get flowers? <laughs> the only place I know where there are flowers are where I put down those flowers Alfred bought." <laughs> ridiculous what a terrible person <laughs> why is she interested in him she must be a gold, hunt, gold we digger. know why <laughs> oh. she gave up on her story so quick when she met a billionaire she quits her job I've at the end of this moved movie. to this yeah. city to find out about the batman oh a billionaire okay never mind <laughs> well as i just said the joker turns up interrupts this uh, and he's real angry at Vicky for leaving the museum the other day with Batman. Bruce is hiding somewhere in the back because he predicted this would happen. Uh, and this is all leading up to a scene where Bruce finally comes out and he's building up like this distraction he's making for the Joker. <laughs> he's like, he's doing a big long story. He's leading him over to the fireplace. He's grabbing a poker. But then he lets everybody get distance from him. And this is the most famous scene in the movie. This is where he raises the poker at a room full of people with guns and says, <laughs> you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. If that was in Lethal Weapon, fair enough. I watched that again recently. Amazing film because it fits the character. This is a man who previously has been very introverted and like insular in the way that he adopts everything now he's waving a poker at people and they weirdly shoot him but in the meantime he's put a very thin metal bit of a was silver, it a tr tray. silver tray carl you're in the military would that stop a bullet <laughs> i mean i was in the military so i now can't say <laughs> i'll say for you it won't <laughs> <laughs> i still don't understand the plan. So his plan was find metal tray, put metal tray in top, get shot, then 
why did he need them to think he was shot? Because then they just leave, and then he just leaves. What? Let's also touch on that. They shoot him, see no blood. Instant death from a twenty-two. Dead. Yes, <laughs> he's. I mean, he's lucky that there's very little other blood in this universe because they just assume he's dead after the shot straight away. And then after Joker goes out and for some reason Vicky Vale sees the Joker to the door, Bruce Wayne stands up, pops out the silver tray and does a disappearing act in time for Vicky Vale to turn around and say, oh, Bruce is gone. That was the plan. Yeah. No one... This scene... And I think at this point we're about an hour in. Oh. It's completely irrelevant. It could all be removed. I'm going to have a panic attack if you keep saying that. Because <laughs> this is what it was like watching the movie. Every time you check the time, you were an hour in. He he rocks up. He rocks up, doesn't tell her he's Batman, even though he shows up to do that. And the Joker rocks up to play, have his boombox there for a bit and... Also leave and then some leaves. dead flowers. Yeah. But like yeah. ten of them. I mean, when it's over two hours long, you could cut this. Well, you say this yes. film was already too long. During filming, the police were called because two reels of footage, about 20 minutes worth, were stolen. <laughs> A hero. Count your lucky stars. Yes. That man disco- deserves an Th- that Oscar. Was, that was Evan discovering a time machine at some point <laughs> in the future. <laughs> oh. The first time we did this, it was so much longer. <laughs> Thank you, Other Evan. <laughs> oh, fuck. Well, now we're back at the Wayne Manor, and Bruce is asking for Bruce? yet more files <laughs> from. But you're going to skip past it. I'm not going to correct it. More files from Alfred, but this I'm time. I'm the world's greatest detective. About his fucking parents. Bruce wants files about his parents. Does this guy have any fucking memory at all? Or must he must he consult a file he keeps on everyone if there's ever an interaction with them? Because he's only consulting this file because the next scene mentions his parents. And he's not even well, in the fucking scene! No. It, it seems to be linked to something Jack Nicholson said to him in the, uh, in the last scene. It, apparently it's his thing he says oh before he shoots God, people. Oh my God, you're it? right. Do you something dance dancing in the moonlight. Pale moonlight? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, you're right. Oh my god. Yeah. But he apparently can't recall this being said in the situation he was in unless he gets the police file. Not organically. Yes. No, of course not. It needs his manservant to tell him. <laughs> but does this mean that he wouldn't put the effort into saving the people of Gotham if it wasn't for the fact that they find, found some way to make this personal for him? I would say... He can't save anyone if he doesn't have a file on them. <laughs> Alfred says, no file. Sorry, bro. But the Joker plans to kill a large group of people in, I was going to say the scummy part of Gotham, but I think that's just Gotham. In Gotham. Gotham yeah. And apparently that's not enough motivation for this Batman because he spends his nights beating the shit out of poor people in the shit bit of Gotham. So they're like, well, we've got to make this personal then. Yeah, for 80% this of is the, the movie, guy that killed his parents. Time, they're on the same personal. side. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the file to prove it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, well, here is the setup for all of this now, because the Joker goes on TV after some speech from the mayor to say that the city should go ahead with the Gotham Birthdays Celebration Festival uh, and that... On top of that, he's going to bring 20 million and drop it into the crowd. 
that sounds like the truth, doesn't it? Uh, but he does. He, he, he does, does do but that's not the whole truth, is it? Him... If they read the whole file, they would have known he's a bad guy. <laughs> Why would a man who looks like that say anything other than the truth? He, it's not like he assassinated an official recently. Oh, no, it was, it was uh... a crime family boss, sorry. It's not like... He's killed so many people at this point, and not a single person has done <laughs> no. anything to try and stop him. The police force, although they are well-educated and, <laughs> and know exactly what to do, are reluctant well, to do... Well, they've got the files. They have the files. Yeah, they, they, just re- they have all the information <laughs> they need. They're just reluctant to act on it. Actually, it's, it's probably that it's like a library, and they keep going to get the files, <laughs> but the librarian keeps saying, oh, actually, Bruce Wayne out. took that out a week <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, who is this guy? Someone needs to do well, a actually, file on him, but he keeps taking yeah. his Alfred own Wayne. file out. <laughs> <laughs> We've written his name on a manila folder. <laughs> the Bruce Wayne file is empty again. Who took it out last? Ah, oh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Well, now we get a flashback to Thomas and Martha Wayne getting absolutely fucking murked in that alley. Yeah, they got by... done. Uh, next to that hotel. Thank yes, you. sorry, my bad. Outside a hotel in the middle of the street uh, by some guy and Jack Napier. Uh, and this is where Napier says the line that we've just said, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And it clicks for Bruce that... Same guy, same guy. Will, Could have told you it was the same guy. You pushed a guy into acid. It looks just like the same guy, except now he's white. I will say that the the casting on that was really good. Painted white, painted white, painted white. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I, I will say that the casting on that was really good. If you were to choose someone who looked like uh, Jack Nicholson as a young man, it would look like that guy. I'll be honest with you. That guy looked like he was going to play a better Joker. Yes. I would have... He had the grin. He looked at that yeah. movie instead. He had the yeah. grin already without the disfigurement. What a compliment. He was English. <laughs> it's an Englishman called Hugo something. And apparently oh. his accent wasn't good enough, according to trivia. Oh, he was fine. I thought so. Yeah, unless they dubbed over him, in which case, no, he wasn't fine. Yeah. I'd have to read the file. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can't. Alfred! <laughs> <laughs> Alfred just lets fucking Vicky Vale into the Batcave now without warning Bruce. Just he's in his down there in his own clothes in a fucking turtleneck, and Vicky Vale walks in and they start having a little chat about him being Batman. Mm. I would be insanely angry yeah. at Alfred right you now. Put so much time and effort in keeping your like identity secret. Oh! Well. Well, if you're hanging upside down in your room as a bat in front of the woman you're shagging, when you're, you're not, not doing a bat. as much Let's as you could be, yes. a man who is not a bat is doing you that. You could be doing more, yeah. but this this ruins everything. Yeah. I am not but- happy. Alfred, bring me Alfred's fire. <laughs> <laughs> we need to discuss your performance. I know that you are my eyes and ears in the entire city, but. <laughs> you- and legs. <laughs> Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> but the, there's a bit here where they get all lovey, isn't there? It's oh. needlessly lovey. This is where Nikki tells him that she loves him, and he doesn't doesn't say it back in a classic manly style. Is like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm Batman. Yeah. 
doesn't outrightly say it, although she is in the Batcave, so I reckon she's probably cottoned on. She's a clever investigative, investigative, in, oh my god, investigative, I can't say it. How do you say it, Evan? No, no, go again, go again. Investigative. Oh. No. Uh, in, One more time. Investigative. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> There's a sneaky extra little G in there. Evan, investigative. bring me Johnny's file. <laughs> We need to have a review. Just so you know. I really want to try and say it. I've, I've prefixed this to the boys by saying that I've drunk many beers purely because this film is so shit. So, <laughs> investigative is the best I can do. Uh, uh, I'm in stock stuticated. <laughs> we'll, we'll get through it. We'll try. Well, we'll try because... We're just hitting the one hour mark and Batman is shooting up <laughs> to go to Axis Chemicals. Uh, he pops in the Batmobile, he pops the shields on and I shit you not, he carpet bombs the entire place. There are people working, there are henchmen there, he assumes the Joker is there, he blows that entire building to the fucking ground. This is the beginning of my absolute hatred of this film before this i was mildly That's annoyed <laughs> i was bored and i was annoyed now i'm actually in full hatred mode a man who has a full capability not only to build the batmobile are you telling me he doesn't have some kind of hellfire missile to just level this place he, on its own he doesn't even he has bomb on a it, stick he has a bomb that drops out of a car and then blows up the whole place and then the car has to leave at which point we're moving i'm gonna move it ahead he kills the joker's factory everyone in there's dead then a helicopter shows up with the joker in it are you telling me the batmobile doesn't have surface to wear missiles well i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin a scene that's coming up soon batman when he's in the bat yes bat plane whatever it's called exactly has missiles on that (sighs) and he fires them but they never go anywhere. This whole thing could have been ended. So I don't think he has missiles. This whole thing could have been ended if he just gone there in the bat plane. That's true. Fucking yeah. bombed that. And then when the Joker came <laughs> up for his little weird victory lap and went, then teleported to a float later, he fucking could have just shot the Joker out of the sky. But the missiles do nothing to the Would Joker he? when he's on the well, ground. He fires them and they don't go anywhere. Oh, it's the bat wing. It's called the bat is wing. Is that what it is? Oh, Oh, <laughs> yeah. He he just opens fire into a street. Yeah, <laughs> when the he really does missiles, machine guns. There are. That. That's coming. That's coming. Let's get there. <laughs> We're so close. It made me uh, so angry. That whole section. He blows up the sword place. Also, no one can ever argue that Batman doesn't kill. People were so annoyed by Batfleck in the newer movies for gunning people down, and he just kills anyone he can in this movie apart from the people he lets go punish yeah, that free. surprised me yeah because i i'd seen ben affleck batman but this is the first time i'd seen this and yeah he's just blowing up buildings shooting people, people people getting yeah. dropped off buildings because i always assumed people's annoyance with ben affleck's batman just wielding an ak and wiping people out was because Michael Keaton Batman Why the fuck would doesn't he? do that. He's not he's not he, like he he's not does. Spider-Man. He's not like this. He's a god. Yeah. And he's at some point you run out of gadgets yeah. and you use gadgets we all have access to like then- AK47s <laughs> and the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy did not go to N- Nepal to train. No. He 
He has to kill people. He needs some fucking armor lights on his arms and he's just fucking mowing fuckers down. (laughs) He did the first three levels of Wii Boxing and was like, I'm ready. (laughs) Just cover me in bulletproof everything and then we'll be fine. I'll only fight poor people. (laughs) Did you ever have the eye toy? Yeah. When I'm washing windows. Yeah, do you remember the one windows? where there was the ninjas jumping in at you? You had to like bat yeah, them off. Block the That's another level of his training. <laughs> yeah, oh, that was a good that game. That was a good game. I heard they're bringing it back. No, they're not. <laughs> but, no, they're not bringing back but, the eye toy. No, not that. But with, for the VR, there's going to be like. Oh. A, I guess so, but that's something entirely different, isn't it? They're doing VR. <laughs> There's a reason they haven't done the Wii again. It's because it was kind of shit. The Wii was sick, mate. The Wii was so good. Are you telling me that I, you didn't go to house parties and have fun on I a Wii? I love a Wii, actually. Yeah, I was, I was just chatting shit there. Uh, I met the guy who created the Wii sensor. I don't know if I've said this on this podcast. I stayed in his log cabin in the Philippines. He was a Filipino guy. He's the great uncle of one of my friends from school and I went out there to see her when he when she moved there uh he was insanely rich this log cabin was there were dead animals everywhere everything was like wood that was taken from endangered parts of the world he did not even recognize my existence (laughs) yeah like trying to speak to him he was like you are too poor to speak to me you've got a zook up bro oh well you let me stay in his house in what, but yeah, in he the left the wing. And there's a the reason the reason we don't have another Wii is because actually they have the patent on it, and no one else can create another one. That's not the reason. Not even because no one wants another Wii. They oh. made another Wii. It was shit. It's why we don't have something on like smart TVs, which would make sense because I fucking hate typing shit in on a smart yeah, TV yeah, yeah. with that little fucking thing. That's why you can't just point at it because the Wii has the patent really? on that technology. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's selfish anyway batman yeah sorry as we were <laughs> files we- what's the point in owning that patent then if no one can do it no, no one's gonna make another Wii, so he's not making any money it. maybe they're still selling well, Wii's. Yeah, i don't know sell it he might be dead i don't know this has to be the biggest tangent from a movie record <laughs> 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 ever well, that denotes how bad the movie yeah. is, because I really don't want to go back. <laughs> we could just end it no, here. No, come on, let's go. No, let's go back. Okay. We're about an hour in. <laughs> but Joker goes to a Gotham birthday festival. Uh, he's got his 20 million. He's throwing it about. Hey, he is a man of his word. Uh, See, this is this feels like a half-finished bit, because earlier in the movie he says, I want my face on the $1 bill. So I assumed... Oh, we're going to find out these are all fake and his face is on them and they're all worthless. Yeah. But. No, they aren't. Yeah. They're real money. Well, and then he kills everyone with the money. Well, the, yeah, they're worthless to those people in that sense, I suppose, when they're dead. Yeah. Uh, Vicky and Not show up at the festival. They start taking pish- pictures of Gotham's greed. Pishers. Pishers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, their storyline has been gone for far too long for them to have any impact at this point why are they back oh we're doing our investigation again does it come it's the end of the movie <laughs> we're, we're on the case this is a good point as well to say that the the soundtrack was done by prince which 
on paper, oh, yeah, but I on paper, I fucking love Prince. Like Sign of the Times oh, is an am- it's an amazing album. It's fucking seminal. It's it's one of the biggest albums of all time. But it does not fit this film in the fucking slightest. It is the most distracting part of this film where you've just got this weird Prince is brilliant in his own right, but when you're trying to do this neo noir like weird Batman dark, they're trying to make it dark as fuck, hence all the bizarre smoke that's fucking everywhere. You've if you've got Prince going, it just it doesn't click at all. I'm gonna be honest. I did not notice did an iota of music in this oh, movie. Mate, Even when they had so the boom jarring. Box, my mind cut it out. In the many, many, many minutes of intro credits, I did see that it said Prince, yeah. like, music by Prince, but I cannot remember a single song. This <laughs> It was an absolute waste of what I imagine was a lot of money. That's why they couldn't afford Ace Chemicals. <laughs> well, Batman now turns up in the Batwing... Uh, which is definitely what it's called, and the Joker just begins to gas everybody. Uh, obviously, that was his plan all along. I don't know why anyone thought anything otherwise. Uh, at this time, though, Batman's not doing anything. He's literally just doing laps of the skyline of Gotham whilst he's letting all these people die. Yeah. Also, how much money did it cost to get a plane to work in the shape of a bat? Because With they're no not engines. meant to be in that shape. Are they? There's a very specific reason that planes are the shape they are, <laughs> with the wings going back so wind doesn't fuck you up. <laughs> How much money did this millionaire, not that much by nowadays standards, spend to make a plane fly in that shape? Because he insisted on it. There's also no, I said it earlier, but there's no like propulsion engine in it. So. He is in, like, spacecraft technology in this, which begs the question, why doesn't he have surface-to-air missiles in his fucking Batmobile? <laughs> why is a guy with gas a problem? Yes. Where do you find a team of engineers who will build you a bat-shaped Where's plane Morgan Freeman? and then won't tell everyone that they made Bruce Wayne a bat-shaped plane? Yeah, yes, you're right, you're right. Who is the factory producing these branded vehicles? <laughs> I wonder who this is for. <laughs> who has the money to do this? Please deliver to Wayne Manor. <laughs> Just outside of Wayne Manor. <laughs> then that's crossed out, and then below it says Batcave, but it's the same address. <laughs> This whole, this is the, no. Yes, what, we're in our end, Johnny. This is where we are. when I saw that he had a plane, it made me even more cross that he didn't just blow everything up. This is not a man out to save no. Gotham in oh, any way no, or no, save no. the people of Gotham. He's just found out this guy killed his parents, so he is going to fire machine guns and missiles into a street that was just full of people, is full of injured people who've been gassed and... There's a lot of buildings there, probably have people's houses exactly. in. But that guy killed his parents. And then for some reason, the missiles just don't work. Weird that, isn't it? Is that explained? Oh, no, it's not. Agonize it. So he, he locks on. He even has that thing from fucking Return of a Jedi where it goes in front of your <laughs> face and you can see where the missile is going and he primes it and he shoots them. You see the Super missiles. Super elaborate targeting system. The fucking, yeah, they leave the shoots that they're in. But then all that ever comes out of the plane is machine gun bullets, which also is enough to kill one man. 
but none of them hit the Joker. Um, before this as well, Bruce Wayne uses the little snippy snippy device on his plane, which is very lucky that he has that, but it, it's so niche. It can't be for anything other <laughs> yeah. than this, right? He paid extra. He ticks the extra box on the, I assume, Chinese company building this bat plane for him. He ticked snippy snippy scissors and paid another fucking 50 grand for them or whatever, just in case he needed them. Or Batman actually does have superpowers, but his superpower is that a gadget is... (laughs) No, a gadget is just invented in the moment for him based on the very niche situation that he's in. But the caveat is you also look like a right fucking loser for having it. Because it's not cool, is it? Having no snippy snippy scissors at the front. It looked like a beetle's jaws. There are so many other cooler... He could have shot the balloons free, <laughs> yeah. for one. He had bullets already. Also, Knox, the... <laughs> yeah, but he didn't miss. The, <laughs> the journalist, Knox. Am I right in thinking at this point, he gets knocked out amongst the gas here? Yeah? So yeah. this but man is dead, like, right? Well, he's got normal PPC on. No, he's got what just he like has a is a paper mask. mask. This man <laughs> is fucking dead. This man is I wearing a, this... essentially a bandana across his face. Hey... People did during COVID, mate, and they're still alive. So, well, <laughs> what do we know? Uh, <laughs> it was all a lie. <laughs> oh, is this how we're going to get big? Is it just go right wing? Yeah, I think so. No, no, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I think we'll get big once we get past this uh, hour mark. So, Batman misses every single shot on the Joker, even though he was about to fire missiles. The Joker pulls out a really long gun from his pants and shoots at the bat plane. And I would love this scene so much if it hadn't been at the tail end of the movie. Yeah. I was so fucking fed up by now that the jovialness of this was completely lost on me. Yeah. I was so sick of everything happening. I was like, oh yeah, fine. I guess I guess that would the work. The novelty of that gun shooting down a plane would be interesting if it happened in the first half hour. Yeah, but non-existent yeah. The plane comes down, Bruce Wayne crashes, he is still alive. Uh, Joker takes Vicky Vale, who he's still obsessed with, because that's the person we need him to be obsessed with at the moment, into Gotham Cathedral, because he's going to marry her, maybe? I don't yeah. fucking know. This, How was this the plan? He couldn't have known she'd be there. It makes no sense. And I know I'm just being nitpicky when we're trying to get to the end, but oh, yeah. it's ADHD clown again. It's just, my plan is this. No, it's this. My plan is to give away millions so people love me. No, it's to That's kill the- everyone. No, it's to have the girl. No, it's fucking mental. Let's hope there's not a fucking painting at the top of there or we'd have another fucking hour of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my Lord. He runs up a bunch of stairs. This is the world's tallest tower. There is nothing in this cathedral apart from stairs, I promise 50 you. 50 flights. They're both running up. And what's most aggravating about this scene is the thing Batman is known most for, other than his batarang, is the fucking grappling hook, which would be <laughs> absolutely perfect in a situation where you have to travel vertically. But instead, Batman chases them in his leather, sweaty, fucking stiffening suit up the stairs the entire way. And of course, Fat Joker makes it to the top before him, even dragging a woman Two at the same time. Two minutes in, they went up 50 flights of stairs. 
There's, there's a shot where madness. they pan down and it, it, you can't even see the bottom. <laughs> and it, again, this is the point where I was like, am I just missing the point of this film? Is it, is it like no a point. stylistic Nobody thing that I, I'm missing? And We are well past stylism. Just, we are beyond It's just bad. <laughs> we should be wrapping shit up, but still somehow we aren't. Somehow we're only an hour in. <laughs> <laughs> the Joker uses the little posy on his jacket to melt the hinges of the bell at the centre of the tower, and that drops straight down uh, for a purpose. It starts taking out the stairs, and to exemplify just how goddamn fucking prepared Batman is for every situation, he does something classic here, which is just move a little bit out of the way. Stand against uh, the wall. No- <laughs> No specific gadget needed for this. It's just, oh, I just, I just go a centimeter back, and this will be Good fine. Good job. That the bell took all of the stairs out cleanly and didn't uh, just take apart all apart from it, apart from the, t- the bit he's on. <laughs> yeah, that's because that's because I don't know if you noticed it. It's because he moved back. Oh, a bit. that was it. That was it. It was the you, the it, You know, it's like stairs. a catch it or you miss it yeah. kind of thing. You know. <laughs> yeah. But can you tell that we're all fucking done with this? (laughs) My head is in my hands. There's still three bad guys to fight before the Joker. But where the fuck are they? There's still an hour left. (laughs) (laughs) The Batman... Fuck, the Batman fights a bunch of fucking goons now. Uh, How did they get up the stairs? Where the fuck were they? No, I assume they were already there. One of them has blades on his shoes. And any other time, I feel like we'd make a real point out of talking about this. But, boys, do we have anything? No, No, of course not, because we'd all really like to finish. He beats them all up in, like, the shittest way possible. There is no action in this movie that is any good at all. Oh, it it is just a bunch of stuntmen jumping... Away from Michael ...onto things on camera. It's... Just kind of flinging themselves into shot. It's embarrassing. Oh. It's 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 him lazily, slowly punching a man, and then they fly into a thing, and then they're immediately unconscious. It's oh god, it's so fucking shit. It's so yeah. shit. Uh, but at the same time, Vicky is dancing with the Joker on like the balcony uh. of the tower. Finally, Batman wipes out these bad guys and sneaks around the back to surprise them. Vicky sees the Batman and starts to get all sexy with him. In fact, she kneels down as if to give him a blowjob when, thankfully, Batman appears and intervenes and punches the Joker in the face. They have a bit of a tussle. Oh, God, they push the Joker off the ledge because, of course, Batman would have murdered him straight away, killed his parents. But then there's a switcheroo where the Joker grabbed a gargoyle, pulled them down instead... And there's a whole sort of standoff. Then a helicopter turns up <laughs> to... I know it seems like I am trying to get through this, but this is literally the pace at which this movie this is happening bit, now. Yeah. yeah. And the Joker's like, I'm just going to go. And as the Joker grabs the ladder at the bottom of the helicopter, Batman has a gun. Luckily, he brought this up the stairs with him. That is a bolo gun. Uh, he shoots it, it ties the Joker to the gargoyle, and as the helicopter pulls the Joker away, it pulls the gargoyle off, and then gravity 
pulls the gargoyle, which pulls the Joker down to the ground. And God, we're so close to the end of the movie now. The way that you're telling this, it does, and you are, yeah, you are. This is how it goes in the movie. movie. It is so much how I would imagine two kids pretending to be Batman and the Joker would play out this scene. I throw you off a building. Well, then I grab you and pull you off a building. And then my helicopter shows up. Well, then I get my bolo gun and I and I grapple you to a gargoyle and it pulls and pulls you off of your helicopter. Well, then I grab you and you fall with me. It's like, it's Nothing has ever been more true. That is exactly how this plays out. Well, my dad will beat your oh, dad up. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, the Joker dies. We see... I don't think any more of Vicky and Batman. And the last scene in the movie is Harvey Dent reading a letter out from the Batman saying, I fixed all the crime in Gotham. Uh, if you need me again, give me a shout. Also, here's my bat signal. He didn't. Movie. He didn't fix all the crime in Gotham. He fixed so he fixed the one thing that he caused. Because if he hadn't shown up to Axis Chemicals, <laughs> they'd have just arrested Jack Napier. <laughs> but then he showed up, fucked the whole thing up, and then the Problem Joker solved. came into existence. Problem solved. Because even the Joker says, You created me. Oh my god. And so he just cleaned up his own mess. And now he'll go back to beating up crackheads in an alleyway. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got something to do. This is his fetish. He's not just going to stop, is he? So yeah, he's 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 cleaned up his own mess. Then gone. You're welcome, Gotham. <laughs> there was a blooper at the bit where the Joker falls off, and he we have some horrible CG of oh, him yeah. falling and falling and falling. And then he's on the floor, and he's like in this Joker-shaped hole in the pavement, still smiling, face up. Not eviscerated by the fucking eight hundred story, <laughs> but then uh, the blooper is is that he blinks during the entire thing, so he is not a dead man. Well, during this as well, he they there's this the laughing rings. that's happening, yeah, well, and I then they reach the into his they reach into his uh, coat pocket and they pull out like a green bag. Yeah, yeah. don't open it. It's though. got like a <laughs> laughing box in it. But it's never explained. He just has a laughing box in his pocket. He's yeah, that's, the end. That's, that's it. Yeah, well, I thought it was. You're welcome, Gotham. Gonna be a call or something that would set up a sequel, but there's just nothing. At the very end, the the church bell chimes three times and three times only, and the Joker says that he's gonna throw all that money out at midnight. So that fight sequence took three hours. Didn't you already melt the church that bell? Is... How long were those stairs? <laughs> Oh, well, no, before then, the, the church bell rings. But, yeah, oh. Uh, boys. <laughs> the movie's over. We've, we've hit the hour mark. <laughs> uh, uh, before we get into anything, if you've gotten this far with us, my fucking sin- sincere respect for you for powering through <laughs> this, from our perspective, has been a fucking trudge. So... Shall we get to the question? Yeah. Uh, Johnny, I'll start with you this time, because I started with Carl last time. So, you think this was good, do you? That's not the name of the podcast. You thought... So, you think that was good, do you? Oh, I'm broken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I've realised in the last few ones that I've gone... I, I end up rambling at the end, maybe, because I've been drinking too much. So what? He rambled. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> What I will say is a is an end quote from Tim Burton himself on how we thought this film went. It goes, I liked parts of it, 
but the movie as a whole was mainly boring. It's okay, but more of a cultural phenomenon than a great movie. It all, I, all, <laughs> I also wasn't enthusiastic about Prince's songs during the film. <laughs> and I will leave it at that. <laughs> How did it take us two hours to say that? <laughs> If the director himself says that, then that tells you all you need to fucking know. I feel vindicated. (laughs) Carl. Hashtag not my Batman, mate. (laughs) It just... It it isn't, is it? It's two, two rich guys having a fight because they feel personally slighted by the other. There's no hero. This isn't a Batman who's got a plan. He's not trying to get rid of crime in Gotham. The Joker isn't... So in, with our Heath Ledger Batman, he is there because Batman has started having a s- significant impact on organised crime in Gotham, but in this one it's just, well, he's getting the headlines and I'm not. But part of it. Uh, the rest of it is, yeah, like, just... real sexy. Or, I like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just... It just it... No, it's not for me. I mean, and I, I, I get that we are speaking from 2023, We've had a lot of great comic book movies, and so when, and to consider 1989, this was probably incredible because they'd had some absolute dross before this. I imagine Indiana Jones and came out this year. I said earlier, Last Crusade, one of my favorite films of all time, came out that year. <laughs> well, I meant more superhero movie okay. dross, but because I I think every actor did everything they could with what they were given. It's just the character motivations just didn't work for me yeah. at all. Yeah, you're right. Evan. Oh, shit, is it me? Evan. Uh, well, short and sweet again, no, this was bunk. This was not a good <laughs> Batman movie, nor was it a good movie movie. I, I don't think I can say anything more than you boys, certainly not more than the director of the movie himself. <laughs> this sucked the big one. Maybe, maybe if I watched this outside the pod, I'd find something in it, but I don't think it's fucking likely. I think this is, a, apart from maybe Tron, no, yeah, definitely Tron. Tron fucking sucked. This is the second worst movie I've ever watched for this podcast. And this sucked ass. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't great. I, I, I will say I did a bit of maths on, you know, the Netflix, how they gauge how well things are doing now by minutes viewed, right? So oh. that they don't do it on how many viewers like they did on the box office before. So it, bearing in mind this film came out in August of 89, in 89, it sold 63 million tickets in the box office. Uh, a film that is one hour, uh, sorry, 127 minutes long. That, in minutes, times by the amount of tickets sold, is 2,173 years worth of cumulative box, o- box office viewings. That is longer than the Bibba Jesus <laughs> has been... But only half as long as this movie felt like watching. What an insane amount of people have sat through that and their lives that have been wasted. But it's a revered film. What a weird thing. It must have been I love this. because of the time and the, uh, the it must have been part of the zeitgeist sure, I then. I can see that. Yeah, this is way different to anything else that came out. At the but time. also there's but... films from that time period that I love. So it's it's very strange that this is the one that has stuck out then to be this big cultural phenomenon. I don't think this was any film. better than The Shadow. 
No, I think I preferred the shadow, Carl. I know that's a rambunctious of me to say, but I really liked Alec Baldwin in that. I think he did more with possibly even less he was given in that movie. He really... I, I know we're not allowed to like him as much now because he shot up person. He also but... was famously homophobic <laughs> on Twitter. So... <laughs> oh, for God's sake, Alec Baldwin! Okay, fuck you. Uh, no, fuck all of this. Thank you so much for joining. No, we're going right wing now. It's fine. <laughs> thank you, boys, so much for joining me. And thank you all for listening. Hey, uh, follow us over on Twitter and Instagram at So You Think Pod. Follow our YouTube channel at that same handle. Leave us a five-star review. Oh, I, I have no idea what we're watching next week. I'm really panicking now because I came into this ending just trying to end it, but now I don't know what's happening. So I'm just going to say goodbye. Later. Goodbye. Love you.